Welcome to Stranger Bridgerland Podcast. True stories of the paranormal, ghosts, hauntings, cryptids, glitches, and more. Hey everybody, welcome to another Stranger Bridgerland podcast. Uh, I am John Olson, as always. <laughs> and Annie Olson. And Annie Olson. We're really glad you guys came and listening to our podcast. Uh, this will be the only one this week. We usually have two out, but we're only going to have one out this week. Annie and I are going to be on a adventure. We'll talk about that when we get back, though, yeah. uh, a little bit, but... We're kind of excited about that, but we wanted to make sure we got one out for you guys this week. And I think we picked a really good one. Um, it's called Stranger Disclosure. All right. So, and Disclosure has to do with UFOs. Um, or should I say UAPs? UAP. UAP. That's the new term for UFOs. Uh, UAP uh, stands for unidentified aerial phenomenon. Why they got to change it? <laughs> I don't know why they got to change it. Is that um, more politically correct for the I aliens? guess maybe it, maybe the <laughs> aliens wanted a little bit more politically correct. Unidentified aerial phenomenon um, instead of flying, unidentified flying objects. I don't know. Interesting. But because there's UFOs, um, there's USOs, unidentified... Um, Swimming objects. Oh, wow! That are underwater. If you because there's a lot of times there's been a lot of uh, sites of UFOs flying under the water, which you know I say this like every episode, but I want to do an entire, um, an entire episode about USOs. I told him he has to write these down every time he says that in an episode. Yeah, he has to write it down. That should be like a down. drinking game. Should like be a every drinking. Time he says, every time he says, and we're going to do a whole episode on this drink. <laughs> yeah, no, because then <laughs> we'd have we'd have drunk listeners if we did that. Because I do that a lot, I yeah. think. But um, it's good ideas, though. Like, I don't think we're going to run out of good ideas for a long time. So, no. but again, I want to interject. If you guys have anything that you do want us to look into or talk about uh, let us know because there's a lot out there but how would they let you know email oh, um okay contact us on strangerbridgerland.com okay and you can also contact me through strangerbridgerland.com if you have a story you want to share with us because you know take a drink because one of our future episodes um we're gonna do uh, viewer stories Listener stories. I guess they're not viewing us, but they're listening to us. Listener okay. tales. I um, thought you weren't going to do a drinking game. Uh, no, that's, okay. it was a joke. Don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink. Um, yeah, anyway, but back to Stranger Disclosure. Part of the reason that uh, I chose that and we chose that this week is because something went on in Congress that got buried. The headline got buried down deep because we had you had food shortages you had um all kinds of weird things going on and politics that just make you sick to your stomach but for the first time in 50 years congress had a hearing with military with the military on uaps 
They had um, officials from the Air Force, from uh, all different branches of the military come in and talk about what's going on with the UAPs. Because if you remember, a couple years ago, they released, uh, the the Air Force released tapes of their um, aircraft following aircrafts. They have video of them chasing UAPs and not being able to catch them. And so it kind of spurred on when that happened, Congress wanted to do a meeting and say, hey, what's going on with that? Yeah. So the basics of it, it went on for like, I think it was an eight hour session. But if you narrow it all down, it comes down to this. The military said, they said, well, a lot of unidentified stuff we figure out and we get to tell you that we know what it is. But there is a section of um, UAPs that our military has run into that cannot be explained. Oh. And when Congress said, when you say percentage or you say part of it, what is it? And um, basically, uh, when when they finally put their thumb on them and said, they said there was around 400 encounters with military people and UAPs that could not be identified. They could not say what they were. So hold on. Like, that's that's a lot of identification that they do know. There's a lot that they do know, but 400 plus, right around 400 incidents that they say they can't explain. Well, I know that, that it's coming where they're going to tell us more, but like... Let's not tell you and then tell you that there's 400 of the things that we're not telling you that we don't know what they are. Right. Like, what? So, <clears throat> that's what's interesting about this. And, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Because now you get into, um, I guess you could say, uh, oh, conspiracy theory and things that are out there. But let me tell you what I understand from everything that I have studied over the years. Okay. All right. There's a good chance because um, I'll, I'll get into it a little bit more here in just a minute. But there is a lot of people in the military, ex-military, ex-this, ex-that, who have come out to say we have alien aircraft that we are working on, that we are reverse engineering, that we are testing really yes now you might say well why didn't they say that in the hearings well i don't think they're ready to admit that they have contact with extraterrestrials i guess you could say that was what the whole disclosure was about disclosure is so eventually disclosure will be when the government comes out and says yes not only do we know about aliens, we've met with them, they've gave us some stuff, we have some crashed UFOs that we've reversed engineered. Um, there's a very famous person uh, named Bob Lazar. Mm-hmm. He came out in the 80s uh, and told um, told George Knapp, um, he's, George Knapp has a show, um, he does The Weekend's, for George Norrie. Oh, okay. And he also has been a journalist for years and years and years out of Las Vegas. Well, um, 
this guy came to him and said, yeah, I work out on Area 51. I work on um, spacecraft. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things that he said, like his whole life has been turned upside down since he, he said that. And But there is proof that he did work there. He does have, you know, an engineering PhD. Um, and a lot of the stuff that he has said has come to be, be true. Oh, wow. But there's also a lot of other people that have talked about the fact that, yes, we have that um, technology that we've either reversed engineered from crashed UFOs. Mm-hmm. And there's a, we, the main one that you think of when you think of crashed UFOs is Roswell. Yeah. But um, not too long ago, somebody came up with um, a booklet. I believe it was when the FBI had to release a whole bunch of documents um declassified documents mm-hmm. and they dumped them on the thing. You remember how you, you were talking to me yesterday about that paper you were reading? Oh yeah. So it goes along with that same kind of deal. Um, uh, Annie found a paper that was released by the government that talks about analysis um, and assessment of the gateway process about the gateway process, which has a lot to do with, <laughs> I mean, we're getting really into it now, but um, it has to do with remote viewing that the government has used. Have you ever heard of remote viewing? No. <laughs> I love remote viewing. I've, t- I've studied that too. So the government had a group of people that could sit in a room and they could basically astral project to anywhere in the world and tell them what was going on there. Really? Yes. That's spying. Yeah, it's spying on like a super level. <laughs> but... Um, and that thing that you were talking about, and then also the U.S. government releasing papers, like a ton of papers, but they bury it so that you have to dig through it. Anyway, they have a paper that's the whole thing is about what to do when a UFO crashes, who, who you contact, what you do, how you handle it, how do you handle it if there's still occupants that are alive, how do you handle it if there's occupants that are dead, because there's been a lot more than just Roswell where there has been crashed UFO, uh, UFOs. Wow. More than just that one. So that happened this week, which was kind of crazy. I think it's another step towards full disclosure. I hope to see it in my lifetime. <laughs> we'll see, I hope. Yeah. You can't um, see me, but I'm shaking my head. You're like, Annie's like, no, it'll never happen. But, um, uh, so... Yeah, I think they're already here. I think they're just cloaked. They could be cloaked. They could be walking around looking like us. Um, I've had several stories. Do you remember the story about uh, that I interviewed that guy? I think it's my first book. And he was deer hunting and that guy just appeared Hmm. down in in an opening and he was dressed weird. And um, uh, I also, in my new book coming out, I interviewed a gentleman who... He worked in Salt Lake, and his office was near the mall. And one day he went to go have lunch at the mall, and these two people walked in and started eating next to him. They were super tall. They didn't have, like, she was wearing an obvious wig. They were wearing clothes from the 50s, and they were just really out of place. Hmm. And at first he's like, yeah, well, it's the 90s, and there's weird people in Salt Lake. It was a time of very weird people in Salt Lake. It was weird to see them out during the regular daytime, but yeah, 
But they started talking to each other and he didn't recognize the language. And all of a sudden they realized he was staring at them. And he politely asked them what what was the language you were talking to. And the guy nodded to the woman and, 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 and nodded towards her purse. She reached into her purse and he heard a, an audible clicking in her purse. And he thought, oh, is she going to pull a gun on me? What the crap? And after she clicked it, she turned to him and she goes, I'm, I apologize. I didn't quite understand what you said. And they were speaking English after he clicked it. And they got up because they were obviously out of place and knew that he was paying attention to him. They walked into a store across from where they were sitting having lunch. And he thought, I'm going to go talk to them. They are really, that's really weird. I want to see what's going on. Walked into the store and they weren't in the store. He asked the clerk, the lady that was working the store, where they went. And she said they didn't walk into the store. She never saw them. Oh, wow. So they kind of disappeared. It really kind of weird. Well, that's know. kind of my theory is like you look at normal people and then you look at like MBA and and <laughs> models and all these people. And like when you see them all standing next to each other, like they look like we have these superhuman, yeah. super large human people running around as compared and they're they're like feet taller than like the normal right five and six foot people yeah and to me like one day they're gonna be like oh yeah you've been around aliens all the time like <laughs> you didn't know Shaquille O'Neal and like <laughs> you know they're, they're gonna be like oh yeah you're your buddy over here that's the, a the alien Car- the Kardashians are really Kardashians <laughs> from, that's another from another planet there's a there's a uh a Star Trek joke for you nerds out there. Um, so, yeah, and like I said, it was 50 years ago since they had their last one. The last one they had um, was called by um, G- President Gerald Ford that wanted to know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And the military gave them kind of a, a statement. No, we don't see him. Everything swamp gas. You know, it's stupid. Don't talk about it. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Anyway. Um, so it's interesting why the military is slowly, slowly leaking this more and more, but I think it has to do with the fact that, you know, everybody's carrying a cell phone now. Yeah. Everybody has a camera in their pocket. Yeah. And, um, maybe I often think, and I'm not the only one that thinks this, but they release movies and stuff about UFOs and about this and that to get people used to the idea that there are aliens oh exactly and so that it's not a big shock because one day they'll be like hey remember how disney does star wars and how cool chewbacca is well here's real aliens woohoo you know and everybody will be like lining up at disneyland to meet the real aliens kind of well and i mean you think about like great and terrible leaders who have influenced people over time yeah and really just made their thinking backwards like we won't get into the politics politics of it but um you know like the holocaust i mean those people that that did all that the those people were sort of brainwashed over time right to really believe what they were doing was right and and that you know so i just i sort of think that we're being indoctrinated over time so that when when they do come out and say it, everybody's going to be like, uh, duh. Duh, that's not a shock. Yeah. Are you like, I think you're why right. are you telling us now? We already knew. Right. I think you're right. And some of that has to do with, too, um, 
like for example some major religions like catholic church and some others have come out and basically written papers and said oh hey by the way if there's aliens that doesn't change our religion at all that'll still be cool and we'll think that's cool and and i think it will be a big upset to religion and i think that's probably why maybe they have to indoctrinate us over time is so that (laughs) So that things like that have time to shift, because can you imagine the chaos if we hadn't accounted for that in the big, big pieces of our lives? Right. It and ha- the chaos that would ensue. Right, and you have to think too. Um, part of the the reason or thinking behind the fact that um, starting with Roswell, we were able to start reverse engineering UFOs. Mm-hmm. Think about the technology that has come forward since then. Yeah. Um, we've moved very quickly. We've, very quickly. And every year we double. And um, I remember way back in the day, back in the 1990s, when I uh, I used to build computers for a living for a company. I would build pers- you know, personal computers for people. And this guy came in and I was building the computer for him. And, and I said... Oh, we've got these new hard drives that are um, that are forty gig, and he's like, "What would I ever do with forty gigs? That's that's crazy. I'll never fill that up." <laughs> and now we're like filling up terabytes. And well, that's what we carry insane. on our phones now. It's... Yeah, it's what we carry on our phones is what I used to build in the nineties. You know, like everything. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, I wanted to give our listeners a couple things um, to look up if they're interested in UFOs. There are there's two in particular shows that are out right now <clears throat> that uh, I loved and I would love to have them look at look them up mm-hmm. um, if they want to learn a lot about one disclosure and two about what's been going on that we don't really understand. So first of all, I want to talk about the fact that in May 10th of 2001, okay. okay. There's a gentleman named Dr. Greer. His name is uh, Stephen Greer. He's a doctor. He's a, a medical doctor. Okay. And he has spent years um, learning all about UFOs and everything. In fact, um, he, when uh, Bill Clinton became president, um, one of the things that Bill Clinton wanted to do was find out what was going on with these UFOs. And his uh, his people were working with Dr. Greer mm-hmm. and they eventually came back to Dr. Greer and said, look, um, the things that we found out by asking questions, um, President Clinton doesn't want to go for- forward with it. And he's like, why? And he's like, um, we're really afraid that the basically the black government, which is the government underneath our government would assassinate him um, if he dug too far into it and, and tried to basically disclose what the the um, government knew. Huh. And so, um, so in 2001, like I said, May 10th, 2001, Dr. Greer got all of these ex-military pilots from all over the world, mm-hmm. everybody. These are people who have... You know, our doctors, PhDs, pilots, worked for the military, all of these things, who had stories about UFOs and knew about UFOs. They went to Washington, D.C. and had a big 
um, conference with the um, with the media about it. Okay. Okay. They gave all the information they had. They did all of this stuff, and the media was excited about it. Mm-hmm. They wanted to ask questions, and it kind of simmered through the summer. And then, hmm, what happened in September of 2001 that kind of would have overshadowed everything that was going on? I know. I'm bad with history. You have to tell me. 9-11. Oh. Yes. How could I forget that? How could you forget that? So after 9-11 happened, and I'm not saying 9-11 happened because of this, but because of 9-11, all of that hard work that Dr. Greer did and everything to bring all these people together got swept under the rug. And the, the now the government didn't want to talk about it and they had something else to talk about. Mm. So the one, one of the things that I want people to look up, and right now it's on Hulu, so if you have Hulu, you can watch it. It's a show, it's by Dr. Greer, called Disclosure. Okay? Okay. And he goes all into talking to those people that he had at the conference. He talks about talking to the military, having secret meetings with um, the CIA or FBI, and everything. And he has a lot of information about UFOs and what's really going on. So if you love that stuff, you definitely want to look up Disclosure. Okay. And he's actually starting a movement to try and connect with the aliens and not using the government to do it. And that, I'll just leave it at that. You'll have to get into it on how he's trying to do that. But it's kind of interesting. Wow. It that gets doesn't deep. seem like it's going to go over very well. With, with the, the government? government? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe Who knows? they don't care at this point. Maybe they don't care. I don't know. So that's definitely one. Disclosure um, yeah, on Hulu. The second one that I suggest people watch that is, it's not as informative, but it's about uh, Berkshire um, in the northeast of the United States. It's called the Berkshire UFO Incident in 1969. Hmm. A UFO came through Berkshire, which is, up, like I said, in um, eastern United States. Okay. And there were three or four kids abducted by a UFO in the middle of the day. There were families that saw the UFO, lost time. Uh, A ton of people in that entire area all saw the UFO. And um, it goes through, um, some of the people, it's kind of ruined their life since then, talking about it, everything like that. Um, trying to disclose their information about when they were abducted by the aliens. I mean, are they just being blackballed or like, like what is kind of blackballed, blackballed definitely by the government, Mm. but everybody called them crazy and, and it was really rude to them and everything. And because, you know, they were trying to tell their story, but you got to remember 1969 is a lot different time than now. Yeah. Not that, you know, it would exactly go over, you know, like a lead balloon now either. But so that's on Netflix on um, the new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. That's the name of it. Yeah. It's on the Netflix. You go to the Unsolved Mysteries. I believe it's episode one of the episodes you have to look up the Berkshire UFOs. 
and it's really fascinating to go through and listen to that and listen to their stories and you gotta love unsolved mysteries anyway yeah you remember as a kid watching unsolved mysteries um on tv it was it was awesome yeah we, we waited for that show to yeah come we out waited week. for that show yeah. to come out and that music would start and you'd be like ah. and i got really excited when they talked about ufos and extraterrestrials and ghosts then bigfoot and they they did a few of those shows but it was a lot about um melissa went to work this day and never came home and then they try and hunt down who did it which is cool but that is cool anyway so look it up netflix uh unsolved mysteries and hulu disclosure uh i wanted to end with two stories of my own and one i think i told a little bit with with Colton but um it was the tin cup ufo I like and, that one and um uh, it was told to me by Travis at the time he worked in um up in Idaho Falls no not Idaho Falls yeah Idaho Falls and uh, he was going to college and he delivered parts for a company and on a Thursday night, he was getting ready to quit. We'd be done for the day. And his boss called him in and said, hey, you know, if you go, deli- we have a delivery at Jackson Hole, Wyoming. If you go do it, you can have the rest of the day. You can have tomorrow off. You can have the rest of the week. And I'll pay for your food and to spend the night in Jackson Hole. So he's like, oh, yeah, cool. So he got his truck, got the parts, grabbed his bedroll and headed out. Drove to Jackson. Dropped off the part, got something to eat. And then he's like, I'm just going to head towards Soda Springs, where his brother lived at the time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if I get tired, I'll just sleep, roll out my bedroll. It's warm. It's summer. And so coming through an area called Tin Cup, he uh, rolled out his bedroll into the back of his truck, pulled off the side of the road, went to bed. And woken up in the middle of the night with a bright light and hum that was just rattling his truck. Got out of the truck and there, not very far from his truck, 75 yards, 100 yards at the most, um, there was a triangle UFO sucking water out of the out of the creek. And uh, with a blue light, he watched that in shock. All of a sudden, the blue light shuts off, the hum shuts off, and he can hear the water falling back down, the water that was still suspended. And then, boom, it took off. It was gone. I think... My favorite part of that story is that a couple years after you collected that one, mm-hmm. um, a couple years after you collected that one, somebody else came forward and told you about the same story in the same sort of area, but it was just a different shaped craft. Yep. So it was it was actually up here, up Blacksmith Fork, at the very top of Blacksmith Fork. Okay, so camping. it was a fair distance. It was, yeah, 80 miles, but they didn't even know about the this other story with Travis. He was in his camper in over his, his, over his truck, and he woke up to a hum and bright lights, and he came out, and just down from him was a round craft. But it was also his, but come to find out that... Travis has happened in the 90s and his happened in the early 80s or something like that. It was early. I have to look at my paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was 80 miles apart and many, many years different. But the same exact thing. Hum, water coming up, said the blue light shut off and could hear the water splash in 
and then boom, it was gone. So it's kind of fascinating. Wonder what it was using the water for. What does it use the water for? I don't know, but I guess if I was going to get water, I'd want to get it from there. Maybe it's really good water. <laughs> it's really clean up there and that far up or something. Yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating for sure and and kind of cool. Then especially that their that their stories collaborated. Yeah, that was very cool. Um, I want to one more story before we wrap up. This is actually going to be in my new book. Okay, I, coming out. So you I, haven't heard this one. Yet I have not cause... because I haven't got my my stories i haven't got this to my editor which is you so you haven't read any of the that's stories right yet. all right give me a heads up okay so um this one happened in the uintas and i was contacted by ryan um not his name of course he wanted it changed he also wouldn't tell me where in the uintas it was and the reason is um back in the day this is 20 years ago or so him and his buddy used to go in the Uintas looking for Spanish mines, looking for marks on trees. They were looking for just all kinds of cool things. So remind me and the listeners, where are the Uintas? The Uintas run north and south in the middle of Utah. Okay. And for our listeners, the Skinwalker Ranch butts up against the Uinta Mountains. It's okay. on the backside of the Uinta Mountains. So, so. it's the, the mountains you see when you're driving past Salt Lake. Yes. Okay. That's part of that's part of the Uintas. Okay. Yep. So up there there's a lot of mountain lakes, a lot of stuff like this. So uh, Ryan and his buddy hike back into one of their favorite places and it's a small valley up there with a little lake and uh, you know, a lot of places to look around and it takes a good three four hours to hike in he said mm -hmm. so they hike in they spend the day looking around the first day go back to camp and they're camped back in the trees away from the lake and they both have dinner and go to bed in their their respective little tents okay okay middle of the night his buddy wakes him up and he's like what's going on and he goes he's like hey there's some light coming from the lake towards the lake He's, his buddy says there was a flash and now there's a light coming from down near the lake. And so he gets up and puts his shoes on and follows his buddy and they go through the trail. And they don't turn the lights on because it's light, light enough that they can you can hike through the trail and get there. And so they get down there and he's like, Ryan, when he gets down there, Ryan's like super disappointed because they're in uh, the little valley near the lake is uh, what he called a trailer. Um, if you remember the old um, trailers that were, they look like a giant pill, but they're silver. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, yeah I can't remember what those are called, but they're anyway, he said it was one of, it would look like one of those only white mm -hmm. and there were windows and a door open and lights inside and they could see some people moving around in there. And Ryan's like, oh, crap. He's like, did you know there was a, a road up here? And his buddy's like, no, I didn't know that. And, and he's like, they must have built a road up in here. And um, he's like, ah. And they're watching the people in the camper, and they can see movement. And suddenly some guy walks to the open door in the can in the camper and it's just really light in there in the trailer it's really light in there so they can just see his silhouette it seemed like a really tall skinny guy um almost as if he knew that they were out there or something and he's watching for a little minute and his buddy goes well where's their truck how did they get it up here 
And he's like, it must be camped behind, it must be behind it. And so they go back and, and he's like, I'm going back to bed. And so his buddy follows him. They get a really good look at the trailer. It's, it's white, um, that shape. And so they go back and just as they're getting back to the camp to go lay down, there's another flash and the lights go out down there where the lights were coming from. And he's like, oh, they must have turned off their lights. I don't know. Let's let's go to bed and then you know, tomorrow we'll we'll assess if we need to go another place. Because if there's a camper up here then it's or a trailer, it's going to be crowded with people eventually. And Yeah. So they get up and they, in the morning, they have their breakfast and they hike down to see where this road is and where the trailer is. And they get down there and there's no trailer. They're like, well, let's hike over and see where the road is that comes in. And when they get down there, there is no road there. There's only a spot where the sagebrush has been and the brush has been crushed from where this trailer, what they thought was a trailer, was sitting. Huh. Uh, there's no road in. There's no, you know, tracks, nothing. Just crushed um, uh, sagebrush with, like, four big spots where four like feet were sitting big round feet kind of a deal hmm. and they were kind of wigged out and they were like you know what was it we really saw and later on the more they thought about it and they realized it was must have been a ufo that landed down there hmm. you know so technically it was like it would be um close encounter of the third kind where the ship actually lands and you see the occupants occupants inside which is kind of weird Huh. But, um, so yeah, that was a really kind of a, a creepy, it was one of the better ones that I, you know, I remember getting yeah. with UFOs because there was actually, that's the first time that I've interviewed somebody who has seen occupants of the craft. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. So, so some alien out there is, is trying to be all retro. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking like an old. Is it Airstream? Air, is that what they Yeah. Are? Airstream. Like an old Airstream, only white instead of silver. Huh. So, but it it could very well have been he's glamping. You know, yeah, he's clamping. You have those clamping. Yeah. So who knows why they sat down? But um, mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. I and and the Uintas are just full of UFO stories. Yeah. Um, just full of UFO stories. And towards Vernal and Skinwalker Ranch, a ton of UFO stories. I've I've interviewed a lot of people in that area who have UFO stories, um, seeing different ones. And they vary all the way from this one, which was pretty amazing with it actually having landed, to just seeing crafts flying on the mountains or Yeah, just I just think stuff. it's going to be more and more common the longer we, you know, the more time goes by. I mean, yeah. like we, the other day, we're driving in the valley where we live, and there was, it was rainy and gross outside, and there was one stream of light coming down through the clouds. Oh, yeah. And it was so hot that the ground was steaming was and steaming smoking. where it was coming and up, yeah. you could yeah. see this from miles away. It yeah. was like this big patch of sunshine. And it was so weird. And, I mean, you didn't see any sort of craft or anything like that. But you were like, what is going on? Right. It was kind of it was kind of cool. Yeah. It was very cool. But it was like you, you kind of wonder when you see stuff like that if... If something's there, but it's just cloaked or, right. you know, things, you know, I think one day when they explain it, they won't have any reason to cloak anymore. And you'll be like, oh, I've seen like 17 of them. They were just, I've seen that lots of times. It just was cloaked. Right. 
Isn't that funny? That's that's really interesting. But I, I say this about all paranormal stuff. I, I love UFOs and I love, you know, learning more and, and going through and learning. There's a lot of, um, you know, history, especially with people who've been abducted and yeah. um, well, seeing and people, UFOs. People might think that because we've been married, we've been married almost seven years that I would know a lot about all this stuff. But I... I, when I'm on these podcasts, I learn a lot because you and I just yeah. don't have like long conversations about this type of thing, right. except for maybe when I'm editing stories and asking questions and mm-hmm. things. So I, I learn a lot just sitting and listening and participating in these yeah. podcasts for yeah. sure. Yep. And it's, it's perfect because, um, you, you ask great questions because you ask questions that I wouldn't think of because like I said, I've been studying all of this for 30 years and I take for granted some of the stuff that I, I'm like, Oh, should I talk about that? No, everybody knows about that, you know, but then, you know, I can bounce it off you and, and it's great. You you do an amazing job. So, well, you're very nice. You you don't have an option except for me. So (laughs) there you go. There you go. Um, all right. Well, I appreciate everybody listening again and again, contact us. If you have stories, want to hear specific stories, Anything like that, feel free to contact us. Yep, there's a form on John's website, and you can either submit a story there or talk um, about what you'd like to hear about or, you know, give him your contact information so he can reach out. Um, That's how you could go and let us know what you might be interested in seeing. There's also a lot of information about how to get his books and all that kind of stuff and about Para-X on that site. Para-X coming up. We've got some more announcements about that. And also, um, I will be in Twin Falls. Annie and I will be in Twin Falls. We'll mention that again on June 11th at the Twin Falls Mall. Um, signing books and talking to anybody that wants to come down and talk to us about the paranormal. And um, yeah, we'll be there. We'd love to see anybody who would like to come down and visit with us. Yeah, we appreciate you guys listening and and help us spread the word that we just we just love talking about this stuff so yep thanks for listening yep thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next time have a good night and a big thanks to everybody for listening to stranger bridgeland podcast big shout out to our great sponsors idaho falls plumbing company if you are in need of plumbing help give them a call and cash valley endocrine and family medicine for all your family medicine needs and as always Thanks to Stranger Bridgerland book series. Check out Stranger Bridgerland. Thank you for joining us in the world of the paranormal. For more stories, visit strangerbridgerland.com.